Creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 181 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, he is the crown jewel of this podcast, Mr. Travis White. Travis, we are talking about the first ever crown jewel event from 2018. It's the Brothers of Destruction versus DX, and to uh, to borrow a phrase from the Hall of Famer Mark Henry's classic theme song, somebody about to get their wig split here tonight. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, you didn't say it, I was going to say it. Dude, it's so perfect. Somebody is going to get their wig split in this match, that's for sure. Like, that is so good. I can't wait. uh, This match has become legendary in the past uh, two and a half years. (laughs) Perhaps not for the best reasons, but you know... You know what? We're here to give it a fresh spin. We're here to give it a yep. fresh look. We, we come into all of these shows, all of these episodes, all of these matches open-minded. So we're going to uh-huh. re-examine this match. I mean, certainly a, um, a headline-worthy match. A bald the- headline. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> few, quite a few bald heads. Uh, with uh, the Brothers of Destruction against DX for the first time ever. But, of course, the real headline is Shawn Michaels doing the unthinkable, coming out of retirement, say it ain't so, after eight years on the shelf, stepping into the ring for the very first time. Yeah, that's big news. Big, big news. And we'll get to that in a few minutes here and uh, just, you know, talk about that and the impact it had and how uh, it blew my wig back for sure. So, <laughs> No doubt about it. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Well, we do have a lot of ground to cover, as always. You know how we do it on this show. We've been doing it for 181 episodes, and uh, this is our final one covering the Brothers of Destruction. A lot of history between these two guys. Last time they will ever team up here, so we'll dig it all up. We'll go through all the build-up. We'll discuss the match, give our thoughts on it. And uh, so we'll take this time traveling, Hearst. All the way back, not too far, to October of 2018. And we're going to pick up right after that last World Tour match uh, over in Australia at the Super Showdown. uh, Where Triple H got a win over The Undertaker, but the Brothers of Destruction got the last laugh over DX. uh, Putting Shawn Michaels through a table and and walking out standing tall after that match. uh, Head to the bar, uh, down in a couple Fostas. You know, like they like to do, getting a few blooming onions. And uh, uh, although I was corrected by some of our Australian listeners, oh, yeah? Travis, I had multiple ones after I posted Perfect. my uh, image of the the Fosters that I was drinking as this weekend, watching this match back, telling me they don't drink those in Australia. Nah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me either. No. That's like no one in France eats French fries. You know, like that's not a thing. What? So. I don't think so. Just blew my mind. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's like one of those things. Like, 
It's probably not from yeah. Australia. Just... They don't eat deep fried onions either, apparently. I was told. D- what? That's disappointing <laughs> That's to hear. Sad. I thought for sure that was a staple. Yeah. I thought that every family in all, the entire continent cut their onions that way and ate they it. They do. Well, they do uh, throw their boomerangs out every weekend. So that's the afternoon activity. (laughs) Stereotypical. Yeah, we're terrible. Anyway, (laughs) we will continue our world tour as we bounce back over to Saudi Arabia uh, for this next match. But first, we're going to fly all the way back to the States, man. How crazy is this? It's nuts. They do this pay-per-view in Australia on Saturday, and they've got Raw in Chicago on Monday. Man, can you imagine the jet lag? No, and it's not like Chicago is central time, so it's not like they're coming to eastern time. Like they're going over one more time zone, you know? So that's big, man. That's, that's pretty rough. It's got to be a long day and a long night. I hope they got the rest of the week off. Well, no, they would have had SmackDown on Tuesday. Yeah, so. probably not. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's, that's very impressive, honestly. Very impressive. You know, I forgot to say this a couple weeks back when we did the, uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble show, but uh, – I was actually in the airport with some of the guys when they were coming back from that Saudi Arabia show. I was in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, no, I was in Austin uh, with my dad that same weekend, and we uh, flew back on Sunday, and I ended up – I was in the restroom at the urinal next to Big E and Xavier <laughs> Woods in the airport in Atlanta, uh, and then walked out. I saw somebody else – uh, I know I saw Luke Gallows, and uh, I feel like there's another wrestler I saw there. Uh, but I was like, but I didn't want to talk to him. That. Like I, I, I kind of wanted to go up to Gallows and just give him a too sweet or something. Yeah. And he, he might have been cool about it, but I just was thinking like, oh, they just flew back from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like, they probably <laughs> been on a plane for 15 hours, man. <laughs> he's just he's on the phone, he's waiting for his luggage. I'm just like, yeah. I could go give him a too sweet or something, but I'm just going to let him be. But uh, I just thought it was funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> what are the odds, man? Oh, yeah, exactly. That you happen to be there at the same exact time. So. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me that back then. That's that's funny. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Because so. I remember you saying the same thing. Like, you were, like Gallows was the one you thought you could have approached, but you just chose not to. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was here. here they don't insane. like to be you bothered at the fun. airport. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. so. Anyway, uh, back to Raw, October 8th, 2018, and Triple H is going to open the show here on this night, and very uh, tellingly, he is no longer wearing his suit and tie. He is no longer the uh, the COO on this night. He is the King of Kings. He's got that music playing, and he's got that leather jacket, t-shirt, and jeans, looking like he's straight out of an 80s movie. And uh, he, he's he's ready to fight here tonight. It's like the villain in a Patrick Swayze movie. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse Three, straight to video. Well, uh, you know, at least his outfit makes him look cool compared to Shawn Michaels as Shawn uh, <laughs> comes out next, and uh, he uh, makes his entrance, and Triple H points to him, and he comes out, and Triple H. His, his promo is a little bit ridiculous here tonight, man. I couldn't quite yeah. 
I kind of got lost taking my notes from it, but me too. He talks about climbing a mountain and and how you climb that mountain year after year, step by step, inch by inch. Now him and Sean made it to the summit of that mountain, but then an avalanche landed on them, and they had to wonder if climbing that mountain was really worth it. And I, I, I guess he's talking about the Undertaker and Kane. I guess. No, he's just kind of rambling here, uh, and then he throws to a video package talking about that Super Showdown match, and um, he starts to talk about respect. Triple H says, respect is a word that's lost a lot of significance lately. Uh, he talks about the many ways that respect can be found and earned in this business. And then Shawn Michaels grabs the mic and says, sometimes you respect someone for who they used to be and what they used to represent. He says the flight home from Melbourne to Chicago was a long flight, and he had plenty of time to sit there and think about the beatdown that they received at the Super Showdown. He had a long time to think about the last eight and a half years of his life. He had a long time to think about the last eight and a half years of honoring his word out of respect. And he found out at Super Showdown that that respect never really existed at all. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So if you'll recall, last week, Shawn Michaels said... He was a man of his word. Yep. He, he, he made such a big deal to tell us that he was never going to go back on his promise <laughs> of retirement. Yes. And it meant so much to him. And he was going to restore uh, that credibility to that word here. But right. all it took was Triple H asking Shawn Michaels three words when they got off of that plane from Chicago. What up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. That was not quite it. You might as well have. Shawn Michaels uh, was asked by Triple H, are you ready? And Triple H gets on the mic and says, But the question isn't for Shawn because I know he is. The question is for The Undertaker. The question is for Kane. The question is for the Brothers of Destruction. Crown Jewel. The question is, are you ready? Degeneration X is ready. King Undertaker Brothers of Destruction. I say this with absolutely no respect at all. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. And you know the crowd's going to fill in the blank there as Sean and Hunter, they rip off their t-shirts to reveal some brand new dx merchandise Ah. never never losing the chance to sell some new merch man and uh exactly they're cool shirts but dude how cool would this have been if it was just like the classic dx logo man that would have been so much better like sell your new shirt next week but like you're bringing dx back for the last time man just take it off reveal the logo that we all know like yeah, like, like the those. one that, like WrestleMania 14, Classic. that logo, yes. like the 97, 98 logo. That would have been awesome, man. <sighs> but uh, besides all that, dude, this was 
this was shocking. It, it was rumored for a long time. We all kind of thought it might happen. But, dude, for me at least, this was the unthinkable, man. Sean, yeah. he said it in his promo a couple weeks ago, but it was true. Like, he's the one guy that had honored his word, that had not come back for retirement. And as much as we loved him and were huge fans of him, you know, it was kind of special and, and it kind of meant something that he had honored mm-hmm. his word and kept that retirement. So it was just like it's exciting but also disappointing in a way and also but it is intriguing like dude can he can he pull it off can he do it yeah exactly it was like you said mixed emotions because like you said one one part i'm hanging on to the fact that he aside from austin who can't get back in the ring you know as much as we know he's a guy who probably still could but wasn't because he wasn't going to go back on that word you know like you said and uh I respected that. We all did. But then hearing him, like you said, it's kind of like, oh, man, it's kind of exciting to think about it. But do I really want to see it? Because I, I kind of would rather him stay retired. But I get it. But um, I want to talk briefly for a second about an act- it's an, actually an HPK interview from the Sam yeah. Roberts podcast. It was um, in I think it was in April of that of 2017, maybe. Um, so it was, okay. you know, a year and a half before this. Uh, yeah, it was around April 6th or 7th, I think, of that year. But um, during it, he talks about how he views his entire WWE run as one story. And that's one thing you and I talk about on the show is the storytelling aspect. What drives us to, to continue to be fans despite some of the bad stuff is holding out hope for a good story. But anyway, he talks about how you know, like he looks at when he arrived there, being the Rockers with Marty, turning on Marty, all that. Like That's the same it's the same character. It's not like he's had change of gimmick. And even when he changes stuff, it's the same guy and it's the same one, yeah. you know, running through. And he's talked about that in the, all the way till he was retired. And he said that, you know, I just can't imagine any kind of creative justification to make a return. And then here's literally a quote from that episode. He says, I could never get past the creative character stuff that I really enjoyed doing. I can't, I just can't justify making money over that perfect sort of art and ending and everything it just doesn't seem right to me and so that was in april of 2017 and so obviously at the time he meant it and you know and i'm sure he still meant it but um i know for me that interview like i remember telling you like dude you gotta listen to it. Like, it's a really cool interview like just because he just laid it all out there and i was like man i respect like him not wanting to go back on that you know and and that chapter closed at his retirement and it was one story you know uh and I loved that. But then to hear him coming back, you know, it was kind of like, dang it, man. Like, you're going to go back on all you said. It was perfect. You know, why do I have to come back? But um, if there is a storyline reason, I they do make it make sense. It's not just like him coming in to have a match of the year with AJ Styles. Do I, would I love to see that? Absolutely. Because those are two of the best interview performers of all time. But that wouldn't have had a story if it is the same character. You know, if that Shawn Michaels guy is the same one from the late 80s. This one actually makes sense. So I do see how, I guess, in his mind he can justify it. But like, I don't know, man, that quote that stood, that stood out to me in 2017, I haven't forgotten it. And uh, yeah, it was uh. big. <laughs> What did uh what did we learn from the man who brought the Undertaker into the WWE, Ted DiBiase? Oh yes. Everybody's got a price. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly I'll never right. be able to do that laugh as well as Ted DiBiase. Did. No, nobody can. He's the, the man. He's the greatest. But uh but yeah, man, so definitely uh 
I was so like happy in 2017 when I heard that, and then really, really mixed emotions for me hearing it here. But like I said, kind of intrigued though. Can he do it? Oh, because yeah. he because he did I'm come back from four years it. off. Yeah, yeah, he came back from four years off and was better than he was the first his first part of his career. You know, like if, his his 2002 run on was the best part of his career, yeah. in my opinion. If anybody so. in the world could come back at his age after eight years off mm-hmm. and pull out a great match, it would be him. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, that's that. But um, that's going to lead us into the next week of Raw. This is uh, October 15th. And so we get a, a recap of, you know, DX's return and them challenging the Bros of Destruction. Then we see a vignette backstage. And um, <laughs> it is something else, man. <laughs> <This> is, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard wasn't back with the company yet, but this has like 1993 Bruce Pritchard stuff all over it. It is Dude. corny. And hokey and lame and cheesy and weird and in fact they're gonna get called out on that next week. But and um, that's saying something for an Undertaker yeah, promo, exactly. man. That's saying a lot. Yeah, uh, it's not in a graveyard, which would make sense or something. Like that. They did that last, you know, last week's episode. But um, there's this creepy music, and we seen Taker and Kane like walking through like the bowels of some building, and then. Uh, Taker's like, you know, you DX wants to talk about to us about respect, and Kane's like, you know, I respect for you guys died with your dishonesty. Again, I'm kind of fumbling trying to figure out what he's talking about too. He says uh, that you know, Taker says that Sean claims he stayed away out of respect, but he knows deep down in his soul that what kept him away was fear. And Kane says, you know, it was fear that Sean would make him feel worthless, and then fear is going to put Sean down again so deep that he can never return and. of destruction reunite to unleash hell on Degeneration X for the first time ever. All of Shawn Michaels' fears will come true. Triple H may have won a battle in Australia, but he started a war that will begin and end at Crown Jewel. And when it ends... Triple H can slink back to the comfort of the boardroom. And Shawn Michaels can shuffle back off to the safety of retirement. And then Kane says that DX had three words for them, so they've got three words for DX. Go fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <my>. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Yes. But there is that hilarious <laughs> outtake on the last ride where they Yes. Do yeah, Taker does drop that off. So that was hilarious to watch that out there. I wish they would have played that one actually on Raw. Me too. It would have been so much better. It may have redeemed it to a new level. Yeah, dude. There's so many yeah, cuts and like yeah, it's, it's so weird. verbose. Like it's yeah. too much, man. It's too much. It's way too much, man. Especially for such a historic thing as Sean coming out of retirement. Like it yes. just is too much. But I will say, at least it wasn't uh, one of like the selfie promos they were doing around oh, this time, yes, with, where the yeah. words were popping up yeah. on the screen. Like, yeah. oh my god! Thank God they never had to do one of those. Yeah, that is true. Those Very are true. terrible. So it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, we move on to the next week, October 22nd, 2018, and uh, the truly memorable thing about this episode of Raw is it is the night where Roman Reigns comes out and, uh, Mm. you know, breaks kayfabe and uh, relinquishes the Universal title and lets us all know that he's been battling leukemia and goes away for like uh, three or four months here, and uh, yeah, just a really shocking moment a uh, really heartfelt moment and um you know thankfully he's uh you know he's recovered and and he's and he's still around with us to this day but man it was it was a scary time right for now. a little for a while oh yeah yeah, yeah for it sure, was for sure. i don't think i was watching it live and i was i think you texted me and you said like mm. wow roman or something i was like what and uh you said just gotta watch it and i was so i i turned it on and i found some ridiculous website to rewind it on and watch it and uh and started watching it and i was like man this is real so but yeah it was uh i wanted to throw that in and talk about this because man it's you know it's fake or whatever but like this was a real moment and you don't get a lot of these and again the crowd it's fine to hear the crowd turn like they're booing him when he comes out as a universal championship and by the end of it they're chanting thank you roman because it's real you know so yeah it was no, pretty it, big it, night in a way it certainly added to his his legacy and uh you know we still got some more roman to talk about here uh in a few yeah. weeks so so we'll get back to him and obviously an important part of the undertaker's legacy no doubt about it so uh it, it turned him baby face uh for a lot of people uh mm-hmm. for sure and obviously that's not the intention but uh no, it definitely no. made us all appreciate him and respect him a lot more but uh you know, uh, to uh, to move past that, we have DX coming on later in the show, and you know, uh, we got a couple of fifty year old dudes coming out uh, with glow sticks <laughs> in the middle of this episode. Raw, dude, this... Not, nothing sells me on a pay per view like a bunch of fifty year old guys this, a week before Halloween throwing glow sticks around. So stupid, man. <laughs> uh, but we do get like the classic. Uh, music and the video effects, which I mean, I, I, I'll mark out for that. Oh yeah, till the dad always. die. Uh, but the glow, I can't get on board with the glow sticks. Man, at least they didn't have Hornswoggle out there with them. Oh golly! <laughs> oh, that would have been, been done unless Kane choke slammed him. Sure, or something. Yeah. Uh, well, Hunter says there's a lot of big words being thrown about between promos between these few guys lately. Words like fear. fear. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Big words. <laughs> That's big like for Triple H, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, he does. He takes his name and spells it with three letters. <laughs> Anything above that is a four-letter word. word. <laughs> yeah, he says big words like fear. And I was like, I didn't even pick up on that. Kidding me, man? Like, I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Triple H says, but I got news for you. It's gonna take a lot more. To instill fear in us, then taking your lunch hour, grabbing a GoPro, walking down the stairs of Knoxville City Hall, stepping into the boiler room, throwing on your mask, and making some kind of idle threat. I hate to break this to you, boys. Ain't neither one of us running for mayor. Which was Ooh. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic line from Triple H. Oh, it's so good because that's exactly that's what a it shoot. Like. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, HBK he cracked me up even more after that. He says, 
Um, he says the two of them are not running for mayor. Uh, and then he says <laughs> there's another big word that's been going around, nostalgia. And that ain't a Greek word for new merch. And I, <laughs> I popped, I popped that. that. I laughed yeah, at that. Absolutely. <laughs> at, least he, at least he admits it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Sean, he says, nostalgia is just a polite way of saying old. Uh, and Triple H says, nostalgia-wise, there's a new movie out called Halloween that's number one at the box office right now. Yeah. And I just put in my notes, what? I don't even remember that. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, okay, sure. After 40 years, another Halloween was number one in the box office. Great. Crazy. Um, I don't know what that says about Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. But uh, he says a few weeks ago, they packed 70,000 people into Australia to see some nostalgia. And he says maybe saying that they're old is actually a polite way of saying they're better. And Triple H says they've been running the X of DX for 20 years, but when you see that X now, it means they're better than everybody else. And there's another X that they represent that speaks to the future. And Sean says they're running that too. And the crowd fills in the blanks and starts chanting, NXT, NXT. Um, so, yeah, Triple H and Sean are putting over. They, they ran the business in the past, and guess what? They're going to run the business mm-hmm. in the future pretty much. <laughs> Um, And they're going to bring that X to Crown Jewel, and they ain't coming for nostalgia. They're coming to kick a little you-know-what. Sean says they got two words for the Brothers of Destruction, but then the lights begin to flicker. We hear the gong. The lights go out, and the gong strikes again. And then we go back to the graveyard. So we went to the graveyard a couple weeks ago. We're going back to the graveyard now, and Kane and Taker are standing at an open grave. And Taker says, pride goes before destruction. Kane says, arrogance goes before the fall. And Taker says, the DX reunion will be the vessel of their total annihilation. Taker says, crown jewel, they will unleash utter contempt on DX. Kane says, Triple H. so many Vince words in this. It's so over the top, man. (laughs) Like, Kane says, Triple H, you should have stayed away. And Shawn Michaels, you should have stayed retired. You can't turn back the clock. You can't outrun the Reaper. And you can't survive the Brothers of Destruction. Peace. 
And yes, this was all just so much like their promo last week, man. Like the, all these guys, DX too, they're all just talking too much, man. It's yeah. all, you know, for, for all these old school guys who talk about, well, we don't need a script. We just go out there and we just shoot from the hip. All this stuff is so scripted. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not terrible. Uh, but it's it's a little bit too much, man. It's a little bit over the top. It is not. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's it's not clicking for me quite the same. The verbiage isn't. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see them tangle to sure. get like to lock up, you know. And like I said, if Sean's coming back, it makes sense. These guys have been so intertwined since 1997. I mean, seriously, since 97, these four guys have been intertwined. So it makes sense but yeah the verbiage is just so they're just trying too hard you don't yeah. even have to try with this you could literally talk about what i just said all four of these guys been involved since 97 together like this is going to be the end of it it just it's just i don't know there's so much more there's a there's an easier road to travel and they chose this really ridiculously hard one to try to like reinvent the wheel and it's like yes. you don't have to do that yes know? exactly so um well, speaking of reinventing the wheel, WWE does that. Like a few days later, they actually have the first and only up to this point all women's pay per view. So, which is great. Uh, I thought it was a great show. I didn't um, wasn't t- watch on Tommy, Tommy here. Yeah, he, said he was, was there. there. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd do another one, but like I want to say it to say that you know they the women weren't allowed to be on the Saudi show ring too. So you know it was good that they had this here, and they would be on a Saudi show later on, which is was another huge momentous occasion. But you know. We're talking about the evolution of the business as well, you know. So it was really cool that they had enough a enough talent to hold a women's pay per view, and b that it was actually really good. Like I really enjoyed enjoyed it, and um, some of the, I mean, really really good show. But anyway, um, yeah. Like, can you imagine in, in 1999 them doing an all women's show? It would have been like Girls oh, Gone Wild or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was a nightmare. Yeah. They would not oh, be able sounds to like my it. dream come true. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they would have replay it on the network. Yeah, it would have been nuts. So wouldn't be on um, Peacock. You don't think? No, no, no. Well, I don't know. There's probably a lot of stuff on there, but yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is the that brings us to the next night, October 29th. So again, also that just brings me to talking about how many shows they're promoting at one yeah. time too. You know, they were pushing. They just got done with Australia. They pushed the women's pay-per-view. Then they're doing this one. Then right after this is Survivor Series. It's just so much going on. So anyway. Yeah, we talked about that is, a little bit last week. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's they too, just cram a lot of stuff. And that's why a lot of this buildup, it just seems like it's, there's not as much uh, focus to it because they've got so much yeah. other stuff going on. It's hard for them to really dig into mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, exactly. So the next night on October 29th is the go home show and the main event segments announced it's going to be DX and bros instruction together in the ring face to face. And at the end, uh, Kane comes out first and stops on the stage. And then Taker comes out again, great ovation as you know, people know it's his waning days, his career's you know, winding down. So anytime you get to see him, it's a big deal. So, uh, he's got his sleeveless hoodie jacket on, like he wore back at raw 25 and, they come down to the ring and commentary just putting over these guys like as if you've never seen them wrestle before. Like just how big and destructive they are and how much they just run through their opponents and which is true. You know, we talked about that a long time ago on here. Just these guys oh, yeah. should never be beaten almost. Like they're just ridiculous. But anyway, got a good good ovation and then the crowd just chanting, Undertaker. I just saw poor Kane in my note. Like he's right. He's always gonna be the second banana. You know, he's never gonna be Kane, like by himself, no one's chanting Kane, Kane. Kane always chanting Undertaker, but you know, 
he's the mayor. He's he's got something else going on. So, <laughs> but Taker says, you know, it's not easy to heed this call or say goodbye. But when the Reaper calls, it's your time to go. And Kane says something about, <laughs> I mean, he's like, I can hear my our names being whispered in the distance, and as time goes by, it gets louder, and then it becomes a deafening cry. And again, you're just trying too much, man. And uh, Taker says Friday that. We're going to take on DX for the first time, and it's going to be the last time we're going to take him to the fiery gates of hell. So, again, just way putting those stuff over the top. And he says that he also, Taker actually becomes a prophet right here, and he perfectly predicts the future with this quote he says. And I wrote it in my notes in bold, so I want to make sure we get it in there. He says, The beaten, battered souls of Degeneration X for the first time and the last time to the fiery gates of hell. It won't be swift. It will be slow, agonizing pain. It will not just be the end of an era. It will be the end of your era. <laughs> just like, how did he know? <laughs> and then he also says, it will also not be the, uh, the end of an era. It will be the end of an error, which was like, hey, yeah. dad, dad joke, taker, yeah. dad joke, walking. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, something else, man. But yeah, he was, he prophesied what's going to happen on Friday, and then yeah, just dropped the dad joke there. So love it. But then Taker uh, says, you know, they could never rest, and and then DX music cuts him off. You know, they come out. Triple H is of course tossing glow sticks, taking it so seriously, tossing glow sticks in the crowd, and uh, looks around and does like the Scott Hall point over, like point to the back, and Kane. Is not going to wait. He's going to go up the ramp after after Triple H. And Taker kind of realizes at this point what's going on and turns around. And Sean's behind him. And Sean ducks a clothesline. And then he hits sweet chin music on Taker and uh, does, you know, the DX chops and dips out of the ring real quick as Kane slides in. And DX kind of rally on the outside and are taunting the Brothers of Destruction. And Taker sits up. And is, as his music hits, and DX just act like they've never seen that before and like they've seen a ghost and they have no idea what's going on. And they're showing a little bit of, of uh, you know, like, like they're in peril. So that's they kind of stare off at each other as we go off the air. So that's that is the main event segment heading into this. That's the one they're building this. Oh yeah, that's the main event of this show we're about to talk about. So let me go back and, and compliment something that Undertaker does here because I know we're making fun of a lot of stuff and we've got some more negative stuff to talk about. But w- when um, Triple H points to the back and, and Undertaker is about to get attacked by Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm he realizes what's happening. And so yes. when he turns around, he he knows Shawn Michaels is there and he goes swinging at him, but he just gets caught with, with yeah. sweet chin music. And I just thought, man, that's a, like that a little, little touch. Yep. Like yep. so many young guys could watch that because how often does that happen in wrestling? It's just like, oh, yep. somebody's behind me. I had no idea. Yeah. And like, you just like, they act so shocked. Like, yeah. Taker knew he was like he, he was ready for the fight, but the, you know the sweet chin music was just too much, and like yep. that just that little stuff helps you like respect Undertaker more, helps you get into that character more, mm-hmm. just adds the believability to it, makes him yeah. look, doesn't make him look like a goof 
like he's a, not left like with an egg idiot. on his face. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because a lot of times baby faces are left to look like an yes. idiot at the end of stuff. For some reason, they are not the heels, and it's hard to recover when your baby face yes. looks like an idiot. The but crowd will turn on you. A little that, thing like that yep. can help keep your heat. Yeah, I'm glad you point. I kind of glossed over that when I was going over, but yeah, he, he, that's, that's something he definitely does, and it's definitely noticeable because we both wrote it in our notes. Like it's noticeable that he actually knows what's about to happen, so and he's ready for it. So yeah. But still can't withstand it, you know. Gets yeah. gets hit on the chain anyway. So, well, like I said, I'll compliment that because uh, we'll probably have some uh, not so nice things to say here. But uh, here we go, Crown Jewel 2018, <coughs> November second, 2018. Uh, this is a different arena from the uh, first mm-hmm. Saudi pay per view. This is King Saud University Stadium in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Here and uh, I, Travis, I have never seen this match in completion until i watched it this weekend uh i I didn't realize that saw all the memes and and the videos of all the embarrassing moments of it um because i was not able to watch it live but i saw all that on social media and i was just like i i can't bring myself to watch it like (laughs) i know we're gonna have to for the podcast but i just was so uh it was so sad and and upsetting to see that sort of stuff that i just mm, I could I couldn't bring myself to watch it at the time. That's so funny, man. I didn't realize that until I, you know, we we're talking about it that you hadn't seen it. So I do specifically remember watching. I watched most all of this show not at the time it aired. I think it was like what five in the morning or two in Probably. the morning, something yeah. nine in the morning. I don't know. Anyway, it was a random time, but uh, I did get to see it eventually. Um, so. No, actually, this is the day that my uh, daughter was born, so I definitely didn't see it this day. Probably so, not. Yeah, I watched it later. <laughs> yeah, she was actually born this day, so it's her birthday. So yeah, I was not. I was busy not watching. I did I watch it later on. I hope you picked that over, over this match. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. She was born at five in the morning, so I probably could have watched the show live. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it was some big things happened, and of course, some there's big we're going to talk happen. about some. Some controversy surrounding it, but there's there's some good and obviously a lot of bad <laughs> to discuss here. You know, you had Hulk Hogan coming back for the first time since uh, being blacklisted. Yep. Um, if you know what I mean. And then yeah. um, this Shane McMahon winning the the best in the world, which was like the most bonkers thing ever. Yeah. But it ended up. Paying off, yeah, actually. It like it didn't seem like it at the time, but uh, it actually was part of a storyline. Weirdly, it enough. was strangely enough. And then uh, you know there was a lot of controversy about this pay per view. You know, not only just the uh, the big the big money that they were getting in at the time uh, that was sort of a controversy with the last Saudi pay per view. But there was actually a uh, a journalist in Saudi Arabia that was killed by the Saudi Arabian government just a couple days before this pay-per-view. So it was kind of like national news and a lot of pressure on WWE to, to pull out of this event and their deal in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and of course, Vince doesn't do that because, you know, he never does. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, it, it, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it, but that was right. definitely a thing that was going on in the show. And, uh, you know, for me personally, it was another reason why sort of my fandom in modern day WWE was kind of just, continued to wane just because of all like it was just kind of disappointing to me to see them just be so committed to this money that they you know couldn't take a stand against something pretty horrific that was going on and just it just kind of grossed me out a little bit it was another reason why i didn't really want to watch this show at the time 
Yeah, I, I understand. I'm just glad I wasn't in the meetings making decisions about stuff. But oh, you know, sure. it just yeah. kind of it's not an easy decision. Is what it is at this point, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. the show did go on, like you said, and despite the controversy and um, uh, yeah, it was everybody has their opinions about that. And um, but yeah, like I said, it was national news. I mean, it wasn't like it was you know this was being covered by deal. all kind of media outlets. Yeah, yeah so you know, it'd be hard to just gloss over it and not mention it because <laughs> yeah. A big deal. So, and I, and I will say in a positive note that uh, we we've got Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young on the mm-hmm. commentary for this event, which um, was a pretty big deal at the time because of yeah. the Saudi uh, Arabian restrictive policies on, on the roles that women could play in, in their society. So um, that was a pretty big step forward for them to be able to have Renee Young sitting there and doing commentary. Yeah, it was. It's a, that's a that's a huge deal. So yeah, just yeah. to you know, put some positive on it. So, yeah, it's a big deal, you know. But this whole night is just weird. The whole <clears throat> show is just strange. And there's the 51 person battle royal. So not all these Saudi shows it's are just 50, and they're so weird. Yeah, they just kind of exist in a <clears throat> alternate timeline. It seems like. Which is one way you can kind of say, yeah, Sean never came back. He didn't really right. exist exists in an alternate, like like a deleted scene that we're not supposed to actually see like in a movie. But anyway, but um, I will tell you this, man. As soon so as soon as the graphic appears on the screen for this match, like coming up as a main event, like the the crowd just goes bananas, man. Like they, this these guys in Riyadh are just jonesing for this match, man. They want to see this match, so that is. Cool too. We get a video package recapping everything since Super Showdown, and really again, it's got some a great, great production because it's got clips of them from back in '97 all the way till now, and just you know their various uh, interactions and whatnot. So, you know, it's done well like everything, every other video package. They they know how to hype a match with absolutely no build up. So, <laughs> you're absolutely right, man. I put in my notes as well that this this crowd is hot. Yeah. For this match, I don't know what their history is. Uh, seeing WWE in their country, I don't know how um, how much how, how true of fans they really right. are in this crowd. But dude, they're hyped for DX. Yeah. They're hyped when Brothers of Destruction come out. They're hyped for all the face face offs. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it honestly is a pretty good crowd here tonight. As uh, DX is going to come out first, uh, making their way out for a match. For the first time in eight years as a team, the first time period for Shawn Michaels in eight years, you know they brought the glow sticks over to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got matching vests. Uh, they got some cool light effects going on in the ring. Um, and besides the glow sticks, it is you got to say this is a cool moment, dude. You, you really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest of all times, trying to recapture the magic. Eight years later, whether you think you should or you shouldn't, it, it's pretty special and, and pretty cool to see. And you yeah, can and see he's excited about it too. Exactly, I was about to say that. You know, whether you think that he should or shouldn't, it doesn't matter because he did, and he's excited about it on this night. You can tell, you can see it coming off, coming off his face. You know, and um, commentary is excited about it too. They're just raving about it, and you know, uh, they're giving each other double two sweet in the ring and you know they're just they're just really soaking it in and one thing that's interesting about this saudi crowd is like when they cheer or pop or something 
it's just it's quick it's it's loud but it's quick like in america they're kind of sustained and they mm. you know cheer and keep but like did you notice that like when as we're about to talk about kane taker's interest it's like boom like the gong goes off he's like then it just dies like it's so quick it's i so didn't funny notice to, it to, to but notice that yeah you're right it, it was like that yeah yeah it's so funny man uh but i noticed that on the last one and uh, we'll notice it as we keep going too to another one so but anyway um of course, Sean removes his hat. We got he's got his freshly shaved head here. He hasn't grown any peach fuzz no, out, so he's just yet. gonna go with it. So, um, but and again, like we mentioned last week, for not having been in the ring in eight years, he looks in great shape. You know, like we you, we mentioned last week. I think you mentioned last week. We could tell he's getting ready for something. But uh, oh yeah, he's definitely kept himself in the ring shape. You know for sure. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, as he comes out, he uh, he tries to run his hands through his hair, and he's just like, oh, yeah. never mind. Uh, so he's still got that sense of humor, which is cool. And then uh, the Brothers of Destruction are going to make their entrance. Kane comes out, and we see this massive crown jewel stage, Huge. all sorts of lighting effects and flames all over the stadium, honestly, yeah. as he comes out. And then he's going to stop at the bottom of the ramp, and then the gong is going to hit. Yeah, it hits like 10 times like <laughs> over and over. It's really cool. Like it's not just the gong and music. It's like they let it they let it go. And I like that. And every time it's like gong, the crowd just cheers. And these giant flames. Like you said, this 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 entrance way, the set is impressive. You know, it's, it's second to none uh, production values wise. But, you know, as Taker finally, his music kits and we see – like a wall of smoke and his silhouette pops up, you know, in the distance and uh, there's purple lights and lasers going out. And I feel like I was looking at Stone Mountain again, like we talked about before, but uh, he's got, you know, he, he, he shows up and the crowd cheers for him and he's got his sleeveless hooded cloak he's had and looking like it's, you know, 2010 here uh, and just huge flames shooting up. And I just can't, uh, put over the production wise. I mean, we talked about that from, from day one on this podcast, just how much they invest in his entrances and it in and of itself. Yeah. Talking about that, Taker and Kane kind of stop together at the bottom of the ramp mm-hmm. and they sit there, stand there for a few minutes, for a few seconds and stare down HBK and Triple H inside the ring. And we get some great shots going back and forth between these four legends facing off and, Michael Cole's comparing them to the Cowboys of the Old West, about to have a shootout here. And dude, I don't care what your thoughts are about this match. I don't care right. what your thoughts are about Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement, about these four old dudes about to wrestle each other in 2018. Dude, I, I'm the most cynical guy about this sort of stuff and about this whole pay-per-view, but I have goosebumps watching this mm-hmm. man just seeing these four guys even three years later just seeing these shots and thinking about this man their history with each other their history on their own as individuals man like i don't it, yeah like mike tyson came back and fought last year and like right. you could say dude he does not need to be fighting but the second you see him coming down the aisleway mm-hmm. If you're not getting goosebumps, man, like, I don't know who you are. Like, it's just like, dang. All right, man, I'm in. And that was the same way for this, dude. I could, cynical as you could be about it, but once once I'm seeing that shot, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm glad you said that because it is true, man. If you don't get excited to see these, you're, you're not going to expect a, a five-star classic 
with these four. I mean, you would if it was 15 years earlier, right. but you're not. They're 50 years old. Like, you know what you're getting. But, yeah, just the the pomp and circumstance of it. And, in fact, take your raises and lights, and we see this tremendous fireworks display shoot off from the top of the stadium. And, um, like, if you can't get excited about this, man, like, I just don't know how you, you call yourself – uh, a, a true fan you know yeah. i really if don't, you're man. our like, age like i can see yeah. if you're you're 10 years old and yeah. you're just like who are these old farts like yeah. main event in a pay-per-view right now but if you're already you live through the attitude era yeah. like how could you not be excited for this right just just excited just excited for this part at least you know yeah the match is going to be what it is but this part is to get you pumping and like you said cole reiterates it's the first time these two have ever met in a tag team match which if you think about it i mean i guess by the time Taker was, well, I guess he was still the big evil character when Sean came back, but they could have they could have tagged up at that point a little bit. But DX but they weren't really back DX. together yeah. until 2006, so they really yeah. and he was already back to Dead Man, so there really was no opportunity for them to have tagged against each other, you know? Yeah, because for Sean, as legendary as these two teams are, <clears throat> neither one of them were ever together for like long, they did, yeah, long they chunks of time. Yeah, and they didn't exist at the same same time no. and space, you know, because you know when Sean, I mean, they wrest Sean. Sean's last match in '98 was the same night that Taker and Kane wrestled each other the first time. So yeah, they weren't on the same team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, they wouldn't have been able to exist together. So kind of crazy. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, DX gets out of the ring for a second as Taker and Kane get in it, and you know Taker disrobes. All that sort of stuff. And uh, <laughs> Triple H starts to get on the stairs, but Taker just like walks up to him and gets in his face and stares him down. It's a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, we said it before, there's just a buzz throughout this stadium, man. Yeah. It's just kind of, you can hear the electricity and the excitement in it here as all four guys have a face down in the ring and referee John Cone is trying to keep them separate. And the crowd is already chanting, this is awesome, before yeah. this match even starts. <laughs> before it even starts, which is true. It is awesome to see these guys in the ring together. And uh, one thing I want to mention, too, I, I mentioned it a long time ago about working tag matches. You got the babyface side and the heel side. Babyface side is usually the ones facing the hard cam. The heel side, their back's facing the hard cam. So DX on the babyface side and Bros. Destruction on the heel side, which interesting. I can uh, imagine. Usually Taker's up there on the babyface side, but it's Sean's first match back i imagine that's why they put him up there so yeah and again yeah. the brother's destruction right. kind of went heelish ish on him you know in the last pay-per-view and choke slammed him and turned on him or whatever so i understand but i just want to note that it's kind of interesting because usually we're used to seeing taker and kane up in that corner you know so and the number one trend worldwide was wwe crown jewel how about uh, that hashtag <laughs> wwe crown jewel. Oh, excuse me come on now. <laughs> Excuse me. Twitterless Travis. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, they do separate. They back into their corners and decide that Kane and Triple H are going to start things off here and fight over the honor of Katie Vick, I guess, as we start this match (laughs) off. Rekindling that fire. Of course. (laughs) Oh, God. There's so much history in this match. So much history. (laughs) Uh, Triple H is interestingly he's acting a little heelish as we start off here he starts he's getting in Kane's face and then he starts pointing at Undertaker and is talking trash at him and uh Triple H strikes first but Kane just no sells it and Triple H just starts to back off like Ric Flair style but Kane tosses him in the corner Triple H reverses it he goes for a crotch shot but Kane just uppercuts him down yeah 
<laughs> it's so good. And then uh, Irish whips Triple uh, H and splashes him in the corner, and he starts working on that left arm and goes to tag Taker, but Triple H actually pulls him away, so he can't make that tag yet, which I'm glad they didn't get him in yet. So, And then Triple H goes to tag Sean, but they Kane stops it, and they kind of like do do with the arm around the ring. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if someone was supposed to Irish whip somebody else or what, but it's kind of kind of just spin around the ring for a second. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> so. Yeah. But uh, Triple H ends up dragging Kane into the corner, and just like a pro, dude, he he's kind of like asking the crowd, "Do you want mm-hmm. it? Do you oh, want yeah. it? Like, you ready for me to tag Sean in?" And uh, you know they're here for it. Gets them excited about it, and, and finally tags Shawn Michaels into a ring for the first time in eight years, and he comes straight off the top rope with a double axe handle for his very first move since WrestleMania 26, officially in an official match. So here he goes, man. He is officially out of retirement. Uh, And then Kane goozles him. Sean ducks and chops him into the corner. That's going to be his favorite move of the night is the knife edge chop, dude. He hits a million (laughs) of these. Um, And it's a neck breaker, and he's fired up, man. He's feeling good, looking good so far. He is, man. He's looking good, except he could have used a wig. But other than that, man, he's looking great in the ring. Yeah, I just think it's funny how his first move back was a double axe handle. I just love this. It's just such an old school thing. Man. I love that. Like, True. There wasn't anything. It wasn't one of his signature like spots, you know, like the diving forearm or anything. I love that it was just something old school. It was great. So, And then um, Kane sits up, and Kane goozles him, but Sean chops him some more. Like you said, there's just so many chops coming, and uh, Sean hits a sunset flip over him, but Kane actually powers through and picks him up and goes for a power slam. But then Sean slips out and goes for sweet chin music, but Kane pulls back because he's seen it coming. And Kane's standing in his corner, and the crowd knows what's coming uh, next. So they're kind of playing that up to should he ta- should he tag Taker or not. So he eyes Taker, and Sean kind of taunts him like, let's go. Yeah, and Kane... He, he does the same thing as Triple H. He just kind of waits and waits mm-hmm. and waits, and the crowd starts to build up, and he finally tags in The Undertaker. So these two guys, with all of their history, they face off in the ring, official match for the first time in eight years. Triple H is trying to give Shawn Michaels a pep talk. Uh, Undertaker <laughs> gives Shawn the throat slash, and then Shawn gives Taker a crotch chop, and it is on. Oh, yeah, it's on, man. Taker just immediately hits a big boot and it kind of stands over Sean like, I, you know, you ain't what you used to be, you know, kind of like that. Just kind of eyeing him and he uh, grabs Sean. Sean does like a back, like double back oh, flip yeah, off se- that. Yeah, he sells it like <laughs> he's top Ziggler, man. Like he's <laughs> yes, trying to compete with Ziggler for who's going to sell the best tonight. So, but he's not going over the top like he did at SummerSlam 05 with Hogan. He's doing doing it like Sean Michaels used to, man, like, like, no, like nobody else can. But uh, Taker works the arm and his shoulder blocks and goes up for old school, but you can't hit it or this early in the match. So Triple H comes in and punches him, and Kane's in, and he decks Triple H. And at this point, they're all four just kind of going at it in the ring. They are, and then Undertaker's going to whip Shawn Michaels into the Tree of Woe, and then Kane is going to whip Triple H into Shawn Michaels, and he's going to take a big old Ric Flair bump flipping over mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels all of the way to the outside, which looks fantastic. But, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Triple H is going to go ahead and tear his pectoral muscle in the midst of all of this as he lands on the outside. 
And that is going to be the beginning of the downfall of this match. Because so far, yeah. so good. Like, yeah. it's they're telling a fun story. They're, they're taking their time. It's very old school heat and mm-hmm. old school stuff. They're not doing too much. But gosh darn it, man. This is what happens when you only wrestle twice a year and you're in your 50s. <laughs> and you try to take a bump over the top row to the outside. And, and you're injury yeah. prone. And you're, yeah, <laughs> this is exactly. what happens, and uh, man, it all it all kind of starts to unravel. And you can watching it, you know. I don't think I knew what had happened. I think I kept away from the spoilers and stuff, and so I didn't know what happened. So watching it, I immediately knew like something's wrong. You can tell. But um, he's not gonna be put down. He's Triple H. He's the man that finished that epic match on Raw in 2001 with a torn quad. So he's not gonna go down. Yes, Especially but that now, was. That was at the end of that match. This oh, is yeah, 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 five yeah. minutes in to yeah. <laughs> what they I'm sure they planned to be thirty minutes. Exactly. That's the problem so, here. Yeah, so Taker gets Sean up in like a double choke lift and throws him and tosses Sean over the top rope to the outside and um DX kind of reconvenes on the outside and the brothers look on. You can kind of tell at this point, this is where Triple H is telling Sean, like, I just tore my pack, dude. Like something's <laughs> going on. They kinda are figuring out what to do, what the next move is, leading against the barricade. And Kane and Taker, just true pros, just improvise and just do the, the fist raise, you know, the nation domination <laughs> thing in the ring. The white, white savior, right? We talked about it a long time ago. <laughs> Put their fist up and the crowd pops for that. But again, it, it distracts away from what's really happening on the outside with Sean and Taker uh, trying to figure out, I mean, Sean and Triple H. What to do next, you know? they got a torn peck now. So. Well, uh, amazingly, Sean and Hunter both hop back in the ring, and Hunter's <laughs> going to give it a go here. And they actually send Kane and Taker out of the ring, and Brothers of Destruction do a perfect 10 landing together mm-hmm. on the outside. And they pull DX out from under the bottom rope and toss them into the barricade on the outside. Uh, Undertaker's going to focus on Shawn Michaels for a minute. Uh, give him some soup bones and then toss him back in the ring. And, and Kane's going to head up back on the apron. Uh, and Triple H is going to uh, take a breather on the outside and try to uh, try to recover for a few minutes. Yeah, you like I said, you can see Kane talk to the ref about it. And so at um, uh, this point, Taker slides Sean back in the ring. And, uh, you know, like you said, he's going to hit old school onto him and just really hits it on Sean. A good, you know, Sean knows how to sell that move so well. He's, he's taken it so many times. And, Taker slowly goes over and starts choking Sean in the corner like it's 91, man. Like it's just old school choking him and throwing his hair back. And then John Cone comes over and Taker runs him off, ref intimidation. So they're hitting all the classic spots here. Especially exactly. what's about to happen next. Well, Taker you know, <laughs> I, I was just going to say Taker's a pro- professional, man. It, like, yeah. You know, this match is, is starting to unravel and he, and he goes mm-hmm. back to the old standards, dude. Yeah. The choking in the corner, referee intimidation. Like he's like, okay, let's just slow things down we'll call it in the ring we'll start to figure this out you know we'll, we'll get it back together here yeah, exactly yeah he's gonna run at sean and of course he always misses this he grabs himself on top rope just like he used to back in the day so charlie uh, browns it they, exactly charlie brown but then at this point triple h tags in and comes in with some chops Dude. So he's taking a page out of Sean's book and chopping away. Unbelievable, I know. man. Uh, <laughs> huge respect to Triple H mm-hmm. as he continues on with this match. He hits a, a signature knee lift, but mm-hmm. uh, Undertaker's going to no-sell it. He's going to clothesline Hunter. 
Uh, Undertaker's going to wrench the good arm and uh, take Triple H into the corner. (laughs) He tags in Kane, who gives Triple H an uppercut. Uh, Kane gives Triple H a body slam. Mm. Oh, dude, can you imagine taking that? (laughs) No. No. Uh, But Kane misses an elbow drop, and uh, him and Triple H, Kane and Triple H, go back and forth, punches and chops. Triple H somehow gets the better of it and nails a DDT on Kane. Yeah, and they're, I just, again, mad props to Triple H for continuing this match. I bet every single one of those bombs is just sending a shot of lightning through his chest. Like, it's just kind of felt terrible. But uh, luckily, he's able to tag Sean at this point, and Sean comes in with what? More chops. So he's going to go and <laughs> hits his, uh, his his version of a running forearm, you know, and then hits a kip up. And it's just he hadn't missed a beat, man. It's been eight yeah. and a half years, and he yeah. looks the same. You know, it's just there's only one guy that can do that, and it's him. And he's incredible. But he hits some Manhattan drops or atomic drops, whichever one. I forgot. And he has a couple of those and more chops. And then he actually goes over and chops Taker off the apron. So just one more for good measure. There. He does. He gets him yeah. out of there. Uh, Triple H comes in the ring and and they do their best to hit a double suplex on yeah. Kane. You know it's tough for Triple H to do that, but they but they managed to pull it off. And then Sean continuing to try to recreate the magic as he heads up top and hits that picture perfect elbow drop. Man, it is beautiful as it ever was here. And I'll tell you what, man. Up to this point. Triple H is hurt, and I know that's throwing a wrench into things, but taking that into consideration, this match is really good. It's exactly. They're telling yeah. a good story. Triple H is is doing what he can. Mm-hmm. They're covering for it. They're making it work out of this. Like, this match does not suck up to this point. No, it doesn't. And it's Sean's comeback, and they're not, you know, it's not. Uh, so that's already great in and of itself, you know? So speaking of that, he's gonna start tuning up the band, and Saudi just chant every time he stomps his foot, and they they chant one, two, three, which is not really what it, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they're they're into it, you know. First time he's done that in an, in a match in eight and a half years. So, yep. and even Triple H is stomping on the apron, like you know, getting the fans into it. So, but Kane's gonna catch him, block it, and actually hit a choke slam in the middle of the ring, and. Taker tags in, punches Sean, hits some right hands and headbutts like it's old school time, and then hits the snake eyes, big boot, leg drop, cover for two. So, again, just going back to the, the old stuff that works, you know, the signature spots that you know the fans are waiting to see. Oh, yeah, man. Um, Taker's going to signal for the choke slam, but he has to go over and punch Triple H down first. Uh, <laughs> Sean ends up hitting Sweet Chin music on Taker, yeah. but he kind of falls to the other side away from Taker, and they're both too exhausted here. Uh, he's too tired to pin him. Uh, Undertaker's going to sit up, and he's going to get up angrily to his feet and toss Shawn Michaels to the floor. That's when he's going to start tearing up the... Both of the announce tables, the Saudi announce table first, and then the English one. And Taker's going to get Sean up on top of the Saudi announce table. Picks him up, but Triple H ends up pulling him down. Uh, Kane comes over, and he gets Irish whipped into the steps. Uh, Triple H (laughs) whips Undertaker into the barricade. And then Kane chokeslams Triple H off of the apron through the announce table. And I am just in awe mm. of Triple H taking that bump uh, with his injury, dude. And uh, oh, yeah. you can tell 
this was just the spot they were trying to get to here yeah. um, because you know, Triple H takes it, and then he's pretty much out of commission here for a while. But, I mean, oh, just yeah. kudos to him for uh, for getting to this moment and not calling an audible and just be like, just, just do it, man. It's not going to get any worse. Yeah. I'll just I'll just take it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could have said, nah, let's not go with that spot, but he didn't, man. He goes through with it, and Renee has a great line here. She says, you know, this looks like the scene of a crime, which is true with Triple H laying there with his peck torn off, and he's still, I mean, it's been another, what, eight, nine minutes now that he's been wrestling, so yeah. it's just crazy, man, and at this point, Sean's on the apron, and Taker hits the apron, you know, leg drop on him again, just going for that classic stuff, and kind of crawls over and just stares down on Triple H and intimidate him. But I think in reality, he's probably checking on him as well as his buddy. And he's like, right. Hey, all right, yeah, here oh, yeah. brother. <laughs> Cause, yeah. yeah. Cause, um, but he's doing, you know, character wise, he's intimidating him over there and he picks Sean up and rolls him in the ring and hits a cover for two. And then he takes a page out of Ric Flair's book and goes for the cover again. <laughs> yes, and I love it. He puts his forearm over the face and I just absolutely love that. He's playing a little dirty here. That's great. Uh, Taker's going to drag Shawn Michaels over to the corner. Tag team specialist here. Mm-hmm. He uh, tags in Kane. And uh, this is where the match, in my opinion, really starts to slow down and starts to fall apart here, man. Like, I, they got to that moment at the table, and then I thought, I think they were just like, didn't know what to do to fill the next five, ten minutes or so. Yeah. It's a lot of stalling a lot of just ground and pound from Kane and Undertaker just working him over slowing things down a lot just picking him apart slowly um frequent tags from Kane and Taker uh Taker gives uh or Kane gives uh what one of them gives Shawn Michaels a suplex Taker comes in hits some more punches some more ground and pound, and uh, the announcers say Triple H is getting checked on by a doctor on the outside, and so the Brothers of Destruction are really just stalling here to see if Triple H exactly. is going to be able to even get to the finish. Yeah, yeah and, and one thing that Corey Graves actually says is during this you know part where they're kind of just stalling, and he says, you know, this, is turned, this match has turned into a horror story come to life, which he has no idea what's about to happen so i think it's funny though but um yeah you know taker's doing like rear naked chokes and kane's like choking trauma's foot it's just weird stuff that you wouldn't normally see in a match like this but yeah they got to do what they got to do to make sure triple h can continue or not you know but um sean keeps fighting back against it you know despite all this he's he's fighting back and kane's hitting sidewalk slam and then kane goes up top but sean crotches him and kane just falls from the top rope yeah. into the ring like you don't see that often and all four guys are down and commentary is really really trying to put over what you know probably was a good story but triple h's injuries kind of derailed a little bit of it again it's not no fault of his i mean it's just it's what it is but yeah um, there's that going on i mean these all these guys are all a little bit older they're looking a little bit gassed they're starting they to are. show their age at yeah. this point uh, yeah, but when Kane trying. falls off and face plant, like you, it's like it does not look crisp. Like it's like, yes, he probably shouldn't have been up there, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, just wait and see. Uh, yeah, as uh, <laughs> uh, Taker ends up pulling Shawn Michaels out of the ring, but Shawn shoves Taker into the ring post, and then Shawn crawls back into the ring. <clears throat> Kane shoves him into the corner, and he puts Shawn Michaels up on the top rope. And Kane's gonna head to the top rope, uh, but Shawn punches Kane. 
And then, as commentary puts it, Sean punches Kane so hard that his mask falls off his face. <laughs> Just so happens that uh, his wig, his hair falls off his face too, and this is just oh, this is where it just becomes a comedy of errors at this This, point. Kane's mask comes off, and his hair, and it's just bald corporate Kane. Like it's so. We all know, we all know it's a wig, but then when it falls off in the middle of the match, it's so embarrassing. Exactly, that's the thing. I was. I mean, I literally laughed. You have to out loud watching it because I. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I've seen (laughs) Sting wrestle and his paint comes off, and you can see his whole face. Sure. I've seen Rey Mysterio or like Ultimo Dragon's mask get you know move. They have to fight the whole time. You've seen that. You've seen stuff it's, like that. You've seen it's Shockmaster. Shockmaster. It's it's but on this, that level. Yeah, it yes. really is. This is Shockmaster, Titus World Slide, yes. then this. Like yes. these this is I mean, his hair is connected. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be Sean, the demon cane and it's working out his right off. punch for eight and a half years. He's been building up his right fist. He can hit you so oh, hard. Your hair flies off. Maybe he practiced on himself and he punched himself and his hair flew off. So that's what happened. It's, it's cursed, like, man. I got a good move. I can punch him. No, it's yeah. just cursed. His hair flies off. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Oh, it's my so good. goodness. But, um, I mean, so, oh, okay, so <laughs> Kane's hair. And face fly off. And um, Sean is still on the top rope. And Taker's still on the outside. And Kane, we don't see him, but he's disappeared to the outside, probably to fetch his mask. So Sean's up top. And he goes for a moonsault. And when he goes for it on the, to the outside, which, again, he's like 50 or almost 50 or over 50, whatever. A, he shouldn't be doing this, but it's impressive to see. But, boy, the bros destruction do not catch him. I mean, he splits him like a like bowling pins. I mean, yeah. he just he barely catches Taker on like the shoulder and just crashes and burns hard. And you can see Taker pat him on the chest like, "Whoops, <laughs> my bad." This is like this is like one of our backyard matches, yes. man. Like yes. the masks falling off, just like not catching each other. Yeah. Sean's got a bloody nose after this, man. It's just like, oh, man. And it really was not going that bad up to this point. it wasn't. Oh, man. But, yeah, that the the hair flying off, the Bosch moonsault, and then then to even put a 500-point on it, we come back from a replay of that, and Kane's got his hair and face Of course he does. (laughs) He's put it back on on the outside. You can't. You can't. You have to. I would have left it off. Uh, <laughs> it's like on Raw this week, Shelton Benjamin came out and had his mask his... on and didn't realize it. And he goes, oh. And like, it was fun. I wish he just left I it off. Man. It would have been so funny. I was watching it live. I was like, this is great. Um, I, mean, I wish he just left it on man, at that point. You just leave it on. You'd be, the, be that guy. Yeah. I, wish, I wish Kane just left his hair off, man. He's like, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it was great, dude. It was great. Uh, well, somehow, somehow, they've got to finish this match after all of this <laughs> insanity here. So Kane, he, he throws the mask back on, and, and Triple H somehow is back in yeah. things. He's on the apron. Uh, 
maybe just the adrenaline of laughing at all this ridiculousness has made him forget about his pain. As Shawn Michaels crawls over to him, Kane tries to stop him, but Triple H tags back in, and he does what he can to make this hot comeback, dude. He's trying. Mm -hmm. He hits the knee lift. Uh, It's a spine buster on Undertaker. He goes for a pedigree, but Undertaker gives him a back body drop out of it. Uh, Taker goes for a tombstone, but Triple H blocks it, and he does connect with a pedigree somehow. Yeah, somehow, some way he does, and then Kane gets up uh, with his hair, and he tosses, or excuse me, he gets in, but Triple H actually tosses him out of the ring, and then Triple H goes back over to Taker, and Taker's going to lock him into Hell's Gate, and he's kind of playing possum there. So he locks, locks Triple H in Hell's Gate, Sean crawls in, and Kane goes to get him, and goes to choke slam him, but Sean slips out. And actually hits Sweet Chin Music. And this is a cool spot. So he hits Sweet Chin Music, which causes Kane to tumble backward and fall on Taker, which breaks up the Hell's Gate, which yes, I like that spot. I thought it was a good spot. I thought it was clever. I'd seen, you'd seen some stuff like that in like a lot of cruiserweight matches in like 98, 97 in WCW. But like this was a really clever spot for big dudes, you know, to do. And I thought it was a really, really smart uh, booking there. Kane's going to go for a choke slam on Shawn Michaels, but uh, Shawn. Oh, whoops. Uh, you just said all that. Um, uh, so all four guys are out at that moment, but uh, Undertaker and Kane do the classic sit-up, mm-hmm. and Sean and Triple H get up. They walk into stereo tombstones, but uh, as Kane and Undertaker are holding both guys up in the tombstone position, Sean is going to reach over and rake Kane's eyes, and that allows Triple H to get out, and Sean wiggles out as well. He hits Sweet Chin Music to The Undertaker, which takes him out. And then he hits Sweet Chin Music to Kane. Kane bounces over into Triple H, who hits a pedigree on him. Uh, WrestleMania 28 style. And And Super Showdown style. And Super Showdown style. As uh, Triple H gets the pin. And it is shows over here for the Brothers of Destruction. As DX does pick up the win. Uh, in 27 minutes and 50 seconds. So Sean wins his big comeback match. The Brothers of Destruction get the, or excuse me, DX gets the last word over the Brothers of Destruction here. Triple H somehow manages to make it through the end of this match here. Yeah. And uh, man, what do you what do you even say about all this? That, well, I'll tell you what we say. This is fast forward real quick to Sean. Sean immediately you see Sean backing in the corner and uh Triple H kinda crawls over to him and they kinda hug and we see a replay of the ending and we come back and Sean just looks at Triple H and goes, We're too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love it, man. And uh, they're smiling, they, you, you they're laughing. See, you can see that they're smiling and laughing out of disappointment, not yes. out of the fact that, oh, we just had a blast. No, they're smiling and laughing at, like, what Whoops. the bleep? <laughs> like, yeah, they're just, what what just happened? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, like, it, I thought it was weird that Sean, it was against traditional booking that Sean didn't get the win. If, if DX was going to win, you'd think Sean would get the win because it's a right. comeback match. But I bet that he was like, like, I don't want that. I bet that he didn't want that because he wants Triple H to win it because he's like, I'm, I mean, this is a one-time thing. I'm done, you know. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating there. But, um, and, you know, Triple H didn't get the win over Taker again. But, you know, he, he beat Kane here. But I knew Kane was going to need a pinfall if, if they were going to lose. So, 
Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was surprising seeing Triple H beat him. I did not think expect that when I watched it. I thought Sean yeah. was going to get the win for sure. Two two months in a row, Triple H gets the, the win push, over baby. the Brothers Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H must pedigree, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. with a torn peck. You got to get uh, Batista match next year. You know, uh, they got the fireworks going off here. DX stands tall at the end of this night, and uh, you know what, man. Revisiting it three years later, if you just clip the match from the wig falling off and, and the moonsault and, and a couple minutes before that where they're just kind of stalling for time, mm-hmm. not a bad match. It checked all the boxes it needed to. It's like that point. There's, yep. there's a five-minute sequence in the match that's very, very bad. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to try to to gloss over that. It's very bad. It has one of the most embarrassing moments in a professional match of all time. Not going to deny been, that. Yeah. It's actually not that bad as a whole. If you take it as a whole, the first 15 minutes, especially with Triple H injured and, and you factor that in with how well he's able to perform with that, and then the finish, the finish is actually really good and really creative. Like, yeah, I think the finish is great. There's 20 minutes of a good match in there, mm-hmm. but there's also 5 to 10 minutes of one of the worst matches of all time in there. Exactly. So it's hard to say, man. Like, it, to me, it's not the worst match ever by any means no. because no, there's no, no, no. a lot of good in it. There's yeah. definitely some terrible stuff in it, but uh, I, I think it's – it's definitely not fair for anyone who calls this one of the worst matches of all time. Oh, no, by no means. Because, like you said, it's like calling a great movie that has one bad scene a terrible movie because of one bad scene. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't ruin the whole movie. But um, it definitely, you know, it is a Botchamania highlight reel, though, this ending part. Sure. For sure. You can't deny but, um, that. But, you know, I, there's no doubt these guys gave it everything they had. And they don't – and we keep saying this. And I sound like I'm uh, – old man like uh, apologist but like these guys don't owe us this at that point in the career Kane doesn't have to st- take personal time away from his duties as a mayor and fly to Saudi Arabia and do this match <laughs> you know what I'm saying Taker is old he doesn't have to do this Triple H is a corporate job he's in, head of NXT like he doesn't have to do this and take these bumps especially now with the torn peck and Sean does not have to come out of retirement for the fans to put on one more show like, he did not have, he didn't know us anything so I was like I, I give them a lot of benefit of the doubt, and like I know they had something special planned. And then I think even in the last ride documentary, I don't know the exact quote, but Triple H, I mean, I remember literally laughing out loud when he's like, you know, what were we thinking? He's like, Kane's the mayor, <laughs> and like we're all fifteen. Sean hadn't wrestled in forever, but like he just the way he says, he's like, I look up and Kane's head falls off. Like it's just like it's just there's so many bad things. I feel bad for them because you know they wanted yeah. something really, really epic, you know, and yeah. they didn't get it, you know. It's like Justice League. Like you knew that jo- Zack Snyder had been building up to all this stuff for his cinematic universe, and it's supposed to be really good. And then he has to step away, and Joss Whedon comes in, and then craps all over it, and the movie is laughed at and yada yada. But I still give Zack Snyder the benefit of the doubt for what he had planned. He's gonna have his new version come out. Yeah, but anyway, we'll I'm just saying, like that's we'll see how it is. It's not for everybody, but like you know, it's a lot of build up and a lot of hype and a lot of promotion for something that you know got. Turn sideways, you know, at the last minute. So, well, as, this match, as we see Shawn Michaels say in the last ride documentary, 
missed it by that <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's as we learned that last year documentary, it, it's one of the reasons why Undertaker keeps, uh, quote unquote, chasing the dragon, mm-hmm. why he keeps continuing on for the next few matches, looking for that perfect thing to end his career on, because he's not going to do it with this. Maybe nope. if this match... Could have gone a little bit more according to plan. Maybe this would have been a, a great one uh, to call the day on, a historic one. But uh, it's not satisfying enough, understandably here. Um, and you know, as far as going back and rewatching it, I'd say probably don't. You could probably just, yeah. like you say, pretend it's an alternate world, pretend it never happened. <laughs> um, it's definitely not as bad as people make it out to be as a whole. Uh, but you don't need like. Just remember the WrestleMania matches and leave right, it at right, that. Right. Or even the Australia match is not that bad. Um, you could keep that one. But, you know, yeah, probably just skip over this one. Yeah. And, you know, you can tell it wasn't what they wanted because the way the show ends. They're just kind of nonchalant in the ring. just kind of like, see ya. <laughs> like in the, yeah. that's like There's like fireworks. Like my gear salary times five of fireworks blowing up on top of this arena. And then like, they're just kind of like whatever in the middle of the rain. Like, it's not the shot that Vince wanted, you know, to go mm-hmm. off the paper. And unfortunately that's going to carry over into the next Saudi show. As well. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Also man, man about uh, <laughs> yes, it is. We'll keep rolling, rolling, rolling again. Not his fault though. <laughs> on to the last ride. I guess we're going to get a flat tire or something as we uh, <laughs> we head to uh, another super showdown. This time, it's the dream match of The Undertaker versus Goldberg that does turn into a nightmare. But uh, uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear your comments about this week, about this match. You know where to find us at this point, folks. We are at Talking Taker. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, before we get to your comments, uh, I just want to read some stats real quick about the Brothers of Destruction because this is yeah. the last match ever with the Brothers of Destruction. And we kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's really interesting how iconic we think of them, how memorable they are, but really how little mm-hmm. uh, and how few matches they have as far as pay per view goes. Um, they were honest. They only had six pay-per-view matches as a tag team out of these 181 shows we've done. That's only crazy. Six of them have been the Brothers of Destruction, and they have a three and three record on pay-per-view. So they're 50-50 oh, wow. in pay-per-view matches. Uh, they never competed at a WrestleMania together, which uh, I think is a huge disappointment mm-hmm. uh, as far as Undertaker's career. Um, they were two-time WWE Tag Team Champions and one-time WCW Tag Team Champions. Yes, sir. Uh, and they were also <laughs> two-time winners of the Wrestling Observer Worst Match of the Year Award for oh. this match in 2018. And then the, uh, you got a guess for the other one? Uh, the Chronic Match in 2001. Yes. You're spot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one's uh, a win, one's a loss. <laughs> what an achievement, right there. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, we did ask for y'all's comments here, and I uh, got some, got some good uh, gift comments from uh, Zach L two one seven when I asked for your thoughts on this match, and he just. 
he uh, shared the Homer Simpson backing into the uh, uh, bushes. The, the bushes. And uh, Princeton John gave us the uh, water boy, Adam Sandler, just giving us kind of a nervous uh, look yeah. to the uh, look to the camera. All right. Uh, Rachel Strzok said the buildup was awesome. The match, yeah, not so much, uh, which is pretty accurate. Uh, Richard Asan said, I was gutted that HBK returned and it was just a mess the whole match. I wanted it to be great and it just wasn't. Uh, which, you know. Go back and watch it, buddy. It wasn't a mess the whole match. Not, not, <laughs> not terrible, but, but certainly not great. Uh, again, like we said, a lot of uh, a few people out there correcting me on my fosters, uh, uh, telling me that's not what the true Aussies don't drink. Uh, ben 10 triple uh, zero said uh, they don't drink that over there. Uh, Sean Buchanan told me that. The Raw is Nitro podcast told me that. So, okay, point taken, point taken. <laughs> um, and then... Um, want to give a shout out to a couple other podcasts real quick uh the max wrestling podcast uh you've heard me be a guest on Mm -hmm. that podcast a couple times i went on uh this past week again to try to reclaim the knowledge championship so did a little trivia competition with them so go check that out to hear the results of that and then uh another new podcast uh in the vein of ours and in the vein of the bottom line wrestling cast travis we have now the excellently executed podcast, which oh, is go. going through the career of the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Hart, that's awesome, man. Brett Hart is a great idea. It's he's not doing it match by match. He's just kind of like picking and choosing and, and doing some random ones so he's kind of jumping oh, around okay. the career not a chronological thing. not okay. chronological but um i i listened to the first episode he's got three episodes out i uh, really enjoyed it actually it's it's only like 20 minutes so it's kind of like our early episodes um, <laughs> and he's got some really uh insightful analysis on there and uh yeah definitely go check it out if you like what we're doing if, if you're into this style um, go follow him along because you know uh, we're, we're, we're closing on the end so uh, you might need another podcast to uh, yeah. put into your podcast feed here when, when we get done here in, in just a couple of months and uh, we did uh, I did uh, I did interact with a few of you folks out on social media talking about our future uh, so you know just the quick answer for a lot of you who have been asking we don't know we don't know. Uh, we're we're going to finish this up in a few weeks. Uh, we've bounced some ideas off of each other. Uh, I think we both definitely want to take a little breather and uh, uh, recover from three years of uh, obsessing over one guy's career. Uh, <laughs> as much fun as we've had, we, we want to go see our families again and uh, <laughs> get back to doing that for a little while. But uh, I have really enjoyed this. Uh, I know Travis has as well. We, we have talked okay. about I- other ideas. Uh, don't don't count us out. You know, you, you may hear from us yet again. I'll just say that. Uh, so we'll take some time. We will uh, go more in depth uh, talking about it. We'll, we'll have a we'll have a few phone calls here uh, someday soon, and, and we'll settle on uh, what we might do next. Uh, but uh, we got some great ideas from you. I appreciate those. Uh, I thought you guys 
had some cool ideas for what we could do next. And, and so I, I do appreciate that from everybody. But uh, just uh, just keep us in your podcast feed whenever we end here uh, in, uh, in March. We should hit our finale in March. But uh, just keep us in your podcast feed and uh, you may see us pop up again. Who knows? Exactly. There you go. Well, before we sign off, you got a early birthday present oh. that came to you, and uh, I, you know, I ordered your Christmas present. It came like a month early, and I ordered your birthday present. It came a week and a half early. So. Yeah, about a week early, yeah. yeah. Once, we, once so, this episode drops. Your so, birthday uh, will be uh, the Friday, well, next week's episode. Next week's birthday, episode so, will be yeah. my 35th so, birthday. I'm yeah. officially no longer relevant uh, as far as the you know <laughs> advertising and anything like that i'm out of the 18 to 34 range yeah exactly uh but uh i do appreciate this man i've opened a few gifts from you you've opened a couple from me on the show but uh here's one more it's probably be our last one but uh appreciate yeah. that man always so kind to give me a birthday gift it's a, a light day, yeah. box i don't know quite what it is yeah don't have a guess quite yet you don't have a guess I honestly don't. I have no idea. Took a oh, different route this time, actually. A little actually. bit different route. A little but, bit different uh, route this time. Speaking of the end of the show. Exactly. Got the Boneyard match. <laughs> Funko Pop. Yeah, man. Oh, that is beaute. That's beautiful. It's, it's new. It's and uh, I saw That's it awesome. and I was like, man, I've only ever gotten you, like, you know, his opponents, you know. and uh, Right. Heidenreich, but, uh, uh, Kennedy. Yeah. But I thought this one was pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know glare, if you have yeah. any Funko Pops. They're kind of weird, but um, I know it's a big collectible. I just thought that one really stands out and how we're kind of winding down Absolutely. at the end of his career here. I thought it would be a cool one to have, you know, because that was his last match. So Yeah, dude, this is awesome. <clears throat> Do you have any of his other Funko Pops? I don't have any of his. I, I have a randomly. I have a Sergeant Slaughter Funko okay. Pop. <laughs> uh, someone well, else gave who to better me. Better than to have Sarge and Boneyard. Dude, that is Look so at that great, Look at man. Character from uh, South Park. <laughs> but it's spot on, dude. It's, it's got a. Uh, yeah. It's got the, the XT. XT on the back. It's got the, the ponytail. Guys, tats. Yeah, his vest awesome, looks man. just like it. Bandana, man. That I love this. This is it's awesome. It's front and center. I thought it was a cool looking one, man. Yeah, dude. I thought this it was pretty awesome. cool. And yeah, it took a different route, man. I just wanted, to, didn't want you to expect. Uh, you got to. I did you know, not, dude. Respect the unexpected here. So. <laughs> That's perfect. That's, yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about this match very, very soon. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> match of the year, 2020. Exactly, baby. So yeah, I thought Thank that's you, sir. a good way to remember that. Yeah, happy birthday! Thank absolutely. you. Thank you. Even man. though it's next week, but whatever. <laughs> Love you, brother. You too, man. You too. You too. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you were in the King Saud University Stadium in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, boy, do we want to hear from you? Yes, we do. Boy, oh boy! Um, again, uh, it was what it was, and uh, go back and. Man, 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 don't, don't, don't watch it. Just remember what it was. But, uh, you know, were you one that, you know, if, if you were in the audience, did you see Kane's hair fly off and wonder what the heck just happened? So who knows, man. But uh, anyway, uh, as always, we thank you for your support uh, over these years. We're getting some – seems like we're getting some new uh, listeners, too, just judging by the yeah. social media posts and stuff. Like, it's kind of cool. So, But you longtime listeners, thank you guys for always interacting. And, you know, as we close down the last ride here, getting there shortly, we're just uh, trying to make – the most out of these trying to squeeze as much juice out of these <laughs> matches that we have uh coming up so other than that ladies and gentlemen out there stay safe and as always take her easy you know hunter and Dagger and all that you know being out there with those guys was just a comfortable thing and 
So it's like, oh, well, that I can do, and that sounds like fun, and thrilled about doing it, and encouraged about doing it. It's with Kane and Taker. Dude, it's a night off, right? You'll come in there, we'll do a couple crotch jobs, we'll throw some glow sticks out, a couple super kicks, drop an elbow. Then I'll be great. No problems, right? Easy. Except me and Taker, you know, doing the once in a while thing. Sean hasn't wrestled in however many years. Kane's the mayor. This is like a bad comedy movie. It really is. And Triple H, oh my God, up over the top. Hunter hit hard. My arm was hooked in there deep, and I just... Gone. I said, I just tore my pack off. Sean never panics on him, but I remember the look in his face like, you're hitting me. At one point, I remember looking up and it looked like Kane's whole head fell off because his mask came off. Shawn Michaels hit Kane so hard that Kane's mask came off his face. It couldn't have gone any worse.